Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying only on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects. 
vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Welcome to the Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you for joining us this morning, tonight, in the afternoon, wherever and whenever you may be listening. This is the Secret Teachings broadcasting around the world on the Fringe FM, the Fringe.fm, and the Fringe FM app, along with the Paranormal Radio app. And talk stream live, a couple of the places you can broadcast the show. If you missed any of our past episodes or if you want to listen again, we have a massive growing archive on the website at www.thesecretteachings.info. We have a couple of different ways that you can subscribe weekly or monthly, or the best deal, the yearly subscription gets you the archive for all the shows to download and stream, the montages and my digital books, Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, and The Technological Elixir. All those books are also available on the website for individual purchase in both physical and digital form. When you buy a book, when you subscribe, it supports The Secret Teachings. It helps to keep us on air Monday through Friday right here on The Fringe exclusively. We also have some affiliate sponsors, Pro One Water Filters, formerly ProPure, you might remember ProPure. They changed their name and image. Pro One is now the name of the company. They sell water filters for your shower, water filters for your home, water filters for the kitchen, gravity-fed water filtration. Very simple to put together. Filters last uh, between six months and a year, depending on how much you use them and if you clean them. It's a great investment. I have one of them. Pro One water filters, we don't get paid unless you buy something. So that is one of our affiliates. The other one is U.S. Plus Health, an American-based company in Connecticut. And this company manufactures isopropyl alcohol and hydrogen peroxide, some of the cleanest, purest, non-toxic, non-polluted products that you can find. A lot different than what you'll get at a corner convenience store, uh, at a CVS or a other kind of pharmacy. And that company, US Plus Health, is offering 20% off to all listeners of The Secret Teachings. Just use the promo code on US Plus Health's website, TST Clean. That's TST Clean. Or you can click on the US Plus Health and or the Pro One Water Filter link in our slider bar at the top of the page on the website, www.thesecretteachings.info. I don't know about you. But one of the things that I dislike the most, especially when you move, is you have to get an account, if you don't already have one, with a power company. I really cannot stand power companies, Uh, natural gas companies, electricity companies. I've been ripped off so many times in the past by these companies and didn't understand how I was being ripped off. Uh, One story that I always tell is I lived in Orlando, Florida, when I was going to film school and I had a roommate who had moved in with me. It was a small one bedroom. So he, he took the living room. I took the bedroom and a small apartment. And when he moved in, the power bill was, you know, 
is like $60, $70 a month for everything. Uh, really wasn't that bad. Uh, but before he moved in, it was just me. And my power bill was like $30, $35. So it was about half the cost. And one time I uh, took a trip, went out of town, and I have, I've always unplugged everything when I leave my apartment or when I leave wherever I'm staying. I always unplug everything because it still draws on electricity. And, you know, that builds up after a while and it can cost uh, dollars. So I always unplug everything. You know, it's not always practical, but I was going out of town for, for a little over a week. I unplugged my refrigerator. I had no need for it. I had nothing inside of it. This was when I was uh, still eating out at, you know, restaurants or fast food places. It was a long time ago. And I just remember I finally got my power bill after being gone over a week. I think I was gone about two weeks. I got the power bill and the power bill, and this was prior to uh, having a roommate, my power bill was like over $100. And I called the power company and I said, listen, I, I haven't even been home. I have had nothing plugged in for two weeks. How is my power bill three times as much when I wasn't there with nothing plugged in than when I was there watching you know, movies at night or playing video games or whatever I was doing? How is the power bill three times as much? And the woman I talked on the phone had no idea. She had no clue, no, no, no answer. She said, well, where do you live? And I said, I live in, uh, you know, over by the university here in Central Florida, the University of Central Florida. And I remember very distinctively, she said, oh, well, you're like by the college. And I said, yeah, like I don't, I mean, I've given you the address. I, I figure that you know where this is. You're in the, uh, the system. You can see where I'm at. And she said, well, you're probably just keeping your beer cold in the fridge, aren't you? And I remember starting to raise my voice to say something to her. But before I could even do that, she hung up the phone on me. That was the first time I dealt with like a utility or a company, just totally disregard and dismiss anything that I said. And at the time, you know, I shared that with other people and people just thought that, well, well, you're a young guy. You're like 19 years old. You just don't understand how the world works. You know, of course there's, you know, sometimes your power bills more and it logically it didn't make any sense to me because I had everything unplugged. How was the power more when I had everything unplugged than when I had everything plugged in and I was using it every day? And I only went to school a couple days a week, so I was home most of the time. You know, I always had the TV on or always playing a video game and, you know, I would do that late into the night. So I was on, you know, I was using the electricity a lot and it was the same apartment that I was later charged that much with. And it only happened one month. Well, it turns out when I finally contacted the power company again, I was told the reason my bill went up, and this was an assumption, by the way, my bill went up because they said it was summertime. And I said, okay, but why is my bill going up? Because it's summertime, because more people are using, it's, it's in Florida, it's in central Florida. So I said, more people are using air conditioners, you know, and, and so the cost of, you know, power is going up that much. And they said, no, well, we just assume. They actually told me this on the phone. We assume you're using more power because it's the summertime. And I said, well, then why don't you just read the actual meter and then you can see that I'm not using that power. And I didn't know at the time that essentially what I was enrolled in was a, was a, a general uh, or what they call a variable uh, supply plan through the energy company. Um, there's, I think in most places, there's two different kinds. There's the variable rate and the fixed rate. 
And the variable rate plan is the price that you pay per kilowatt hour for electricity, and that's determined by the market or other factors uh, considered by the retail energy supplier. So, you know, because the cost of electricity varies so much depending on the time of the year, I was being charged more because other people around me were using more energy. It didn't matter if I used an air conditioner or if I had left town and didn't have anything plugged in at all, including a refrigerator or a stove. I unplugged everything. But because my neighbors were running their air conditioner more, I was being charged more. Nobody ever explained what a variable rate was. Nobody ever explained what a fixed rate was. Nobody ever explained anything to me. I mean, I don't even think that, you know, maybe, I mean, I have a really bad uh, uh, series of childhood stories, and I don't really have, uh, you know, fatherly figure or anything like that. But I, my dad worked at a power company. I don't know if he, I'm, I sure, I assume he knew all this stuff, but no, he never told me and my mom didn't understand it. Nobody ever explained this to me. It was like writing a check. Nobody ever showed me how to write a check. Nobody ever, you know, showed me how to, you know, get a get a, you know, car insurance or even rent an apartment for that matter. Nobody showed me anything. I had to learn everything on my own, which I guess in some way is a is a positive thing, but you know, most p- people don't know this kind of thing. These are little details that you don't explain to your kids. You know, I I'd make sure that when my son Fox gets older or, you know, if I have some more children that this is one of the things that they'll know for sure. You know, you'll, you're going to know how to, they're going to know how to deal with utilities and they're going to know how to deal with companies. Um, some of you probably remember the story. Uh, my fiance Hope uh, went to the airport several months ago and uh, was prevented from getting on a flight because she literally asked about eating on the flight. And if she could remove her mask and she showed them the FAA's own papers that said that masks are, are not actually a law. And despite that, um, they sent her a paper later after they kicked her off the flight telling her that it was a law with the exact same paper she had brought to the airport. So she uh, didn't get her refund for that. And we had I, I called uh, a couple months later, just relatively recently, and got the full refund for the ticket back. They said they were going to give it back. They never gave it back. We had to call and fight with them. That's what you have to do. And a lot of people don't want to fight. You know, if it's a dollar here or a dollar there, a lot of companies can get away with that because the average person doesn't have the time to get on the phone and to call and to sit there and listen to the elevator music and talk to three or four different people who tell you, I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry, ma'am. I'm sorry to hear that. I wish I could help. My computer won't let me do that. And, and just, you have to argue with these people and fight with these people. And they're just gatekeepers hired by a utility or gate people's hired by some corporation. And whether it's an airline or it's a electric or gas company, they don't care. Uh, there's a, a company I used to have, uh, 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 in when I lived in Boise, Idaho called CenturyLink. It's one of the worst companies I've ever dealt with. These people literally would charge you anywhere between a dollar and some, some months it would just be, you know, 30, $40 above what your contract was. You know, thirty dollars a month for internet. You get a bill for like hundred and fifty bucks, and and you you pay it. Then it just you paid it. You agreed to it. But if you call them and argue with them, they're like, oh, oh, I'm sorry, sir. Yeah, we um that was an accidental charge. And I said it's not an accidental charge when you're charging everybody else the same thing. That's that's called a pl- like you plan to do that. That's not a computer glitch. You know, maybe you at the computer on the phone 
who's been trained in neurolinguistic programming and you just how to use phrases like, I'm sorry, sir, I'm sorry about that. Let me try to help you. Well, there's nothing I can do. Instead of doing that, maybe be a human being and acknowledge that your company doesn't care about you or the customer. And it turns out that CenturyLink is uh, now being sued in a class action lawsuit. And because I was one of the one of their customers, I actually got a thing in the mail uh, last year. Uh, and, and I had, hadn't had a, an account for about four or five years or maybe like four years from CenturyLink. And I got a paper recently saying you are a, a, a prior customer and you can jump on this class action because they were ripping customers off. So they charge you a dollar here or there. A lot of people don't really care about that. But when you start getting charged more and more money, well, that, that, that's, that can create a big problem, especially when you have automatic bill pay. And if you don't check your bank account, uh, you can get screwed real easily. Uh, I had a lady um, at my part-time job. Uh, she was wondering if I could help her with this because she got a power bill that was over $1,400 when her normal power bill, whether it's in the dead of winter or a dead of summer, is less than 200 That's running you know, your heat or your air conditioner constantly. And her power bill was $1,400. She paid that 1400 unknowingly because it was automatically deducted from her account, which wiped her bank account out. And then the power company claimed she still owed another $1,000, or maybe it was like 1200 It was over 1000 maybe $1,200. And she asked me to see if you know I could help her get it fixed. And I gave her some advice, and I was going to get on the phone and, 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 and do my thing with because I'm really good at dealing with companies, and I just can't stand being lied to and manipulated and, and stolen from. And uh, luckily, good for her, she got uh, the company to reimburse her for the $1,400. But when she gave me her, her bill and she showed it to me, you know, they show like the kilowatt uh, hour usage and you'll have like, you know, the, the different letters for each month, like January, February, March, March April, May. Like hers was the, the, the bill that she got, I think it was for June, was literally like off the chart. And you could barely even see the power usage she had had, had used a couple months before that. And so she she got the money back, but when we looked at the bill, that charge came from a variable rate. So because other people in her neighborhood were using their air conditioners and they were using more electricity, her power bill went up by uh, hundreds and hundreds of percent from like $150, $200 uh, to over $1,400. So she got that money back. And then I go to work the other day, and this, this other guy comes up to me, and he says, hey, what do you know about this? This uh, It's in Rochester, New York. Uh, he lives in the city. Rochester Community Power. Uh, they have this program where they want to pull the, the, uh, the requirements of the city uh, for all the power requirements, and they want to put it under like one community-owned uh, power system with so-called renewable energy. And he said, that just sounds strange to me. He said, I, I opted out of it, but maybe you can get back to me and let me know what, what you found. Well, I didn't know what it was, but I looked it up and I did a little bit of reading even before the show. And it turns out it sounds great. You get 10% or so discounts. You might be using solar energy. The power company won't cut your power off even if you opt out of it. But guess what it's based on? The community power programs are based on the Green New Deal. The Green New Deal is not law, but the policies of the Green New Deal are being implemented in cities with corrupt mayors like Lovely Warren, who is now out of office for a number of reasons, including child endangerment, drugs, guns, etc. 
Uh, these are the criminals that want to make the world better and make your life better and save you money. Or do they? This is the scam of the Green New Deal. We're going to get into this in detail and also look at how natural gas companies were paid to turn off power during the Texas winter storm. Remember that? I do. We did a big show on it called Red Star State. Tonight, we're going to do another show on it, and we're going to get into the details of what the power companies did and how the Department of Energy, because of environmental concerns, prevented the Texas power grid from supplying the energy to people who died. Dozens of people died. There's no concern over that. Nobody cares about people dying because the power was turned off. It's not really political, but it is green. Killing people in the name of the environment is green. Remember that. It's very green to spill red. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's more after this. Don't go anywhere, but you can email us, rdgable at yahoo.com, during the break. Stay with us. We'll be back. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is The Secret Teachings Radio on The Fringe FM. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hear more while supporting the show, visit the website, thesecretteachings.info, and subscribe to our show archive. As a yearly subscriber, you can download and stream every show after it airs and get access to the digital versions of each one of Ryan's books. The show offers weekly and monthly subscriptions, or for $50 a year, get access to the archive, montages, and digital books at a discounted price. Just visit thesecretteachings.info and click on the donate button at the top of the page. Your subscription supports The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, and you. Alex Exum. My name is Alex Exum, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and like my show, I like to associate with people and companies who are passionate about taking steps to a healthier life. Pro One Water Filters brings you simple-to-use systems for the home, business, and even the shower. They filter fluoride, heavy metals, and more, and their shower heads stop chlorine from being vaporized and inhaled. I personally use their systems now for five years, and they're worth every penny sincerely. Our other affiliate, US Plus Health, is a small American company specializing in hydrogen peroxide solutions, isopropyl alcohol, and hand sanitizers with no additional ingredients like ethanol, chloride, or methanol. They use 100% U.S. materials at an FDA-registered facility. Their simple, non-toxic formulations are both safe and gentle. They evaporate quickly and leave no residue or stickiness. They're even recommended by the CDC, FDA, and WHO as opposed to other toxic chemicals like QACs. Find links to these affiliates, Pro One Water Filters, and U.S. Plus Health on our website, www.thesecretteachings.info for links, or visit usplushealth.com and type in the promo code TSTCLEAN. Do you want to know more about this strange and weird reality we live in? Join me, Jess Rogie, the host of The Rogie Report, where we explore the unrevealed. Every Wednesday night, live at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, here on The Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. The truth is out there. And so are we. KTLK. Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM. This is Michael Strange from Troubled Minds. Did you hear that scientists recently discovered 
radio waves coming from Proxima Centauri? Well, I cannot confirm nor deny we are broadcasting from that neck of the woods. You are listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Excellent shows. Keep listening with your host, Ryan Gable. If you want the most unique blend of subjects anywhere on radio, from parapsychology, pop conspiracy, parapolitics, the paranormal, and symbolism, look no further than The Secret Teachings, airing Monday through Friday right here on The Fringe FM. Our topics, themes, and perspectives are not bogged down by rhetoric or ideological collective associations. It's just raw thought and consciousness. Check us out by visiting our website at thesecretteachings.info or the network fringe.fm. I'm Ryan Gable, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings Radio right here on The Fringe FM. I'm sure most of you recall back in February, a deadly winter storm struck Texas, leaving people without power for days and weeks, and dozens of people died in that storm. Although it really wasn't the storm that killed people, it was government action, or really government inaction, that resulted in people losing power and toward the end of that disaster in the cleanup process power became very very expensive outrageously expensive to the point where people were getting bills that were thousands of times above what they were before the storm now according to the Fort Worth Star-Telegram and a new University of Texas Austin report Natural gas companies were paid to turn off power during the Texas winter storm. According to this University of Texas Austin report, previously undisclosed data was revealed about how the Electric Reliability Council of Texas, ERCOT, the grid's manager, responded to the unfolding crisis, which led to widespread outages and hundreds of deaths statewide. One of the striking revelations from the report involves ERCOT's Emergency Response Service Program, ERS, which pays enrolled customers to reduce the amount of electricity they are purchasing from the grid or start using backup generators during emergencies. The goal is to decrease ERCOT's need to start rolling blackouts, according to the agency's website. So ERCOT's Emergency Response Service Program pays customers who enroll or those who who actually have the option to opt out. I'm not sure if they do it as a mandatory opt-in, and then you have a choice to opt out, which is what they do most places. But through ERCOT's ERS program, enrolled customers are paid to reduce the amount of electricity they purchase from the grid, or they are paid to start using backup generators during emergencies. According to the UT Austin researchers, 67 electric meters run by natural gas companies were enrolled in the program. 
In turn, those meters, which were part of the fuel supply chain providing energy to millions of Texans, lost power when the program was activated on February 14th. At least five of those meters, five of the 67, were identified as, quote, critical natural gas infrastructure, end quote, including natural gas compressors, processing facilities, or other parts of the supply chain. This is according to research associate and co-author of the study, Joshua Rhodes. Joshua Rhodes said, quote, It seems inconsistent that critical infrastructure should also voluntarily allow themselves to be turned off when they are needed most. Natural gas production, storage, and distribution facilities played a key role in the electricity crisis by not providing the amount of fuel demanded by power plants during the storm, according to the report from UT. There's an 85% drop in dry gas production between February and the winter storm, and they just happened to activate this program right before this big storm came through Texas. In a statement to WFAA-TV, ERCOT spokeswoman Leslie Sopko said the agency cannot provide details on which natural gas companies participated in the emergency response service program, and there were five of 67 meters identified as critical natural gas infrastructure that were shut off, therefore limiting the amount of uh, energy production and energy available during the storm. The spokeswoman, Leslie Sopko from ERCOT, said that they can't give you the details and the names of the gas companies that participated in the ERCOT Emergency Response Service Program because they use an outside contractor to pay companies who volunteer to sign up for four-month contracts promising to either reduce their power demand or generate their own. After energy companies and the Commission's independent market monitor, Potomac Economics, accused state officials of keeping electricity prices too high after most outages ended on February 17th. That led to about $16 billion in overcharges to the electricity market. And that's what led to people getting bills that were thousands and thousands of dollars, you know, a normal bill for someone who has a, a relatively um, normal size home, a couple bedrooms is, you know, depending on if you have gas or electric, central air, you know, whatever you might be using. You know, it could be anywhere between two or three or four hundred, maybe five hundred dollars if you use it a lot and keep it real hot during the during the wintertime. Uh, but during the summertime, you know, even if you live in the desert, you know, I, I'm going to be moving out to southwest with uh, my fiance Hope here in a couple of months, hopefully by the end of the year. And a worst case scenario there, if you have central air conditioning in a, in a moderate sized house, you will be paying about two to three hundred bucks a month for air conditioning. Uh, People were getting bills in Texas that were $9,000, $10,000. One person I read, I think it was like $14,000 or $15,000. Those bills are more than like what Walmart would pay in electricity a month. Uh, I remember um, I saw one of the bills for electricity at the, uh, the, the store that I worked at in Boise, Idaho. It was an office depot I worked at part time. And their power bill was like, I think it was like $13,000, and people in Texas were getting bills more than that. Uh, they were getting bills, uh, you know, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen thousand dollars $16,000. Now, there's a lot more uh, happening in regard to the power system than just, you know, what happened in Texas. Remember back, like, in 2000, it was around 2011, 2012, there was a lot of talk you heard it a lot more than you do now. There was a lot of talk about smart meters. It was back in 2012 that 
the Congressional Research Service published a paper, Smart Meter Data, Privacy and Cybersecurity. It's published on February 3, 2012. And the report looked at privacy and security concerns over smart meters. Now, at the time, if you go back and you look at some of the uh, some of the, the, the news articles about smart meters, this was a big thing in California where smart meters were, were malfunctioning and they were routinely catching on fire and burning people's homes down. In fact, that was one of my theories on why there were um, outbreaks of fires in California the past couple of years, uh, in particular uh, the fire of paradise. And uh, it turns out there was a direct connection to the power system there in paradise, uh, not just power lines, but power meters that might have been responsible for starting or exacerbating the fires. So these, um, these were issues that have just kind of been forgotten about over the last decade, uh, about the smart meters, about the, spon- well, it's kind of like spontaneous combustion. They would just erupt in flames and, you know, burn people's houses down. It happened a couple of times. But the main thing about smart meters, you know, you can say, well, it's no different than carrying a cell phone. It's no different than putting your head in a microwave, which, you know, somebody at a power company actually told me that one time. And I said, why would I put my head in a microwave? <laughs> But beyond that, and beyond the security and the, and the privacy concerns, perhaps the worst thing about a smart meter and the new grid that's being built, the smart grid, is they can charge you for time of usage. And now it's not, it's not like um, you know, variable charges on your power bill you know, based on what the community is using. It's based on if you get home, let's say on average, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and you start making lunch or dinner, and you watch TV, you, not collectively, but you, will be charged more money for that period of usage than any other time of the day. So you really can't escape it. You're going to be charged for what you use during certain hours of the day. And if you change your usage to 3 o'clock in the morning, you're going to be charged more for that. And it also factors in... um, it does factor in variable charges because if you're using a lot of power at five, six o'clock in the afternoon, when a lot of people get home to make dinner and you know watch TV or game or whatever they do, your power bill is going to be even more. So when these smart meters first came out, people were being charged ten thousand, eleven thousand, twelve thousand dollars because the smart meters were identifying that they were using more power and they were more accurate. The power companies told us, and they told us that there was no privacy or security concerns and there's definitely no concerns over the, the meters you know catching fire which was you know kind of like a, a, a technical issue that I think has been resolved or, or you'd see a lot more fires um, you know perhaps uh, some sometimes uh, fires we think are arson they, they might actually be smart meters going up in flames but they'll never acknowledge or admit that uh, but the point is there are security and privacy issues with the smart meters uh, the Smart Meter Data Privacy and Cybersecurity Report from the Congressional Research Service back in 2012 uh, identified some of these uh, issues uh, with the smart meters uh, because they're clearly vulnerable to hackers. Um, according to the report, increased potential for theft or breach of data, as NIST explains, National Institute of Technology, Consumer data moving through a smart grid becomes stored in many locations, both within the grid and within the physical world. Thus, because it is widely dispersed, it becomes more vulnerable to interception by unauthorized parties and to accidental breach. According to the document, the use of smart meters presents the recurring conflict between law enforcement's need to effectively investigate and combat crime 
and our desire for privacy while in our homes. With smart meters, police will have access to data that might be used to track residents' daily lives and routines while in their homes, including their eating, sleeping, and showering habits, what appliances they use and when, and whether they prefer the television to the treadmill, among a host of other details. Remember the Wired uh, magazine article? We will spy on you through your dishwasher. Spy on you through your dishwasher. That's what the Central Intelligence Agency said. All these smart devices, all the devices that we connect to the Internet of Things, not only allow for privacy and security breaches, but they allow for absolute control over how much power you use, when you can use that power, what you can use it for, all leading to the ultimate determination that if you're using too much power, you get your power cut off. You have to then buy credits, whether they are carbon credits or they are credits for accessing quote-unquote renewable energies like solar or wind in order to utilize your power in your home. So I looked at all of this, and then I looked back. I mentioned in the first segment, I looked back on a piece of paper that someone here in Rochester, New York, gave me from the uh, city of Rochester. Uh, This was under the previous mayor, lovely Warren's administration, you know, the woman who had the the cocaine and the the, uh, the the automatic rifles and the semi-automatic rifles and the child running around in the house with the cocaine and the rifles and the election uh, fraud and reckless endangerment of a child and you know a bunch of other things that she was uh, she's she's uh, been indicted on or her husband's been arrested and charged on you know just a lovely lady cares about the black community despite the fact she was running with her husband a cocaine operation out of the city and what do you think they were distributing that cocaine to black communities so this is the former mayor of rochester's program and the letter that uh, this individual sent me was very recently they just received it in the mail the other day and here's what it says it says dear city of rochester resident the city of rochester is pleased to announce the launch of rochester community power a community choice aggregation program that allows us to pull our community's local electricity demand to provide low-cost, fixed-rate renewable electrical uh, supplies or electricity supply. Our city has selected a Jewel Community Power Division of Jewel Assets Incorporated as program administrator. Jewel works on behalf of our municipality to secure clean energy supply at the most favorable terms and ensures that There are no contract or exit fees for consumers. It's 100% renewable energy. The city of Rochester has chosen 100% renewable default electricity supply. Your electricity supply is matched by renewable energy certificates provided by New York State's renewable power plants, hydropower, wind, and solar. You will automatically be enrolled in the 100% renewable option unless you choose to opt out of the program. So you can opt out of the program and uh, the person who handed me this paper, um, he said, I already opted out of it, but can you do some research on this and figure out what exactly this is? He said it sounds, uh, sounds a little bit shady to me. So there's just something just seems wrong about it. Now, the guy that gave this to me, um, I've talked to him before, but um, you know, he doesn't spend his life researching conspiracies or the Green New Deal or 
you know, government corruption or, you know, communism or something like that, community collectivization. Uh, but he is a human being who thought this is a little bit suspicious. I mean, really, anything that the former mayor did is suspicious under, you know, consideration for what she was involved in when she was mayor. But, but beyond that, uh, there was another person who spoke to me about their power bill. And they got the whole issue resolved, but they came to me and asked me, and we, we had actually had a conversation with this other gentleman who gave me uh, this Rochester Community Power paper that he opted out of. Uh, they opted everybody into it automatically. And uh, this woman comes up to me and she says, uh, can you help me with my power bill? And this is at my part-time job. People are just asking me for advice or help on things because they know that I, I'm, I'm, I, I battle hard against uh, utilities and companies. And I like to get down to the root source of uh, you know the problem. And I like to figure out where the scam is. There's usually a scam. Uh, these people are not trying to save you money or make you know the environment cleaner. They're, they're trying to take control of the power system so that they have control over how much power you use, when you use it, and what you can use it for. It, it's about control of power, collectivizing power into the hands of community cadres, if you will, and then determining who gets power and when. Like maybe, maybe if you don't take a vaccine, you don't get power, or you get power carbon credits if you take a vaccine. And I'm not talking about a COVID vaccine. I'm talking about any vaccine. You don't take your drugs, your medication, you know, your equilibrium pills. What happens? You get your power cut off. Now, this isn't happening now, but this is the ultimate goal. And so this other lady gives me this paper, and her power bill went up from like 150 to $200, what it normally is in the summer, she told me, for her little house, to $1,400. Now, you, you could turn the air conditioning on 50 and leave it on full blast. And, and I doubt that your power bill is going to breach $1,400, you know, in, in her particular case. Like $1,400 is the kind of power that, like, a small business uses. In fact, I saw the power bill for this the little grocery store I work at the power bill for this business was like three thousand something dollars a month and I mean that's that's a business that's operating you know essentially I mean stuff's left on overnight essentially operating from eight in the morning the, the new hours we've had for the last year until about nine o'clock at night when people lock up and go home and a lot of people we you know I get there when I go into work I get there at like you know six seven in the morning so I mean, we're looking at like 12, 13 hours of hard power usage, lights on, you know, machines operating, and it's only $3,000 a month. So how did this woman get a bill for $1,400? Well, although she got the money back, she found out she was in a variable rate program. Never informed about what that meant. But when I told her, I said, it's probably because other people are using more power. It's the middle of the summer, and they're going to charge you more based on the assumption that you're using more power without even reading your meter. And it turns out that was one of the things that they did. The power company, Rochester Gas and Electric, charged her $1,400, more than $1,200 above her average bill, her normal bill, because they assumed she was using more power. They did not read the meter. Now, granted, it's her fault. It would have been my fault if I was in that situation for not understanding what the bill said. But then again, it's also the power company's fault. But then again, is it really a fault or is it just part of the way that they rip you off to make more money? Now imagine, she got the money back, but imagine doing that to literally tens of thousands of customers. You overcharge tens of thousands of customers a few dollars every month. 
or for ridiculous charges that don't make any sense, then you make hundreds of thousands of dollars. You charge tens of thousands of customers for you know a bill that normally costs 150 bucks, 15, 14, 1500 dollars, you're going to make hundreds of thousands of dollars, millions of dollars, perhaps, depending on how much you're charging. It's a scam. It's just what CenturyLink did. Uh, that they're, they're, they were being sued uh, last year. I don't know where the lawsuit went, but they were being sued because of, with class action lawsuit because they were ripping customers off and charging people more for what than what they were contractually obligated to pay. It's a scam. It's ripping people off. Now that's what utilities do normally. Uh, that's what people. That's what utilities do. You know, just standard business practice. That's what most companies do is standard business practice. They rip you off and they rely on you. They don't really rely on you, but they leave it up to you. You have to rely on yourself to, to, to find a way out of being overcharged and ripped off and robbed, like robbed blind in, in open daylight. And especially if you have uh, variable uh, rates for your power bill and you have automatic bill pay, you better be checking your bank account to see how much money these people are taking out every month. And then when you call them on it, it's always a glitch. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. We'll fix that. We'll, we'll replenish your account. Uh, that's just... That's just the business model. Overcharge, rip people off, rob them blind. And then if they check it and they call you, then what they're doing is essentially opting out of being overcharged. And that's what this program is in Rochester, the community power program. You're opted into the program, so you don't have a choice, but they'll send you a letter. Let's hope you get it in time. You get the letter, and you can opt out of the community power program. And it sounds great. Like, they're looking to get 100% renewable energy, and this will save you on your power bill, and a lot of people probably stay in it just because, you know, they're implementing programs like this other places, and one of the big pulls to it is, you know, an environmentalist wants to use renewable energy, so they save a couple dollars on their bill, and they feel better about running that air conditioner at night because they're getting the power from solar energy or from wind energy. But how, how realistic is that, really? How honest is that? Because the reality is, for these, these community programs like this, the benefits don't fall on you, the customer. The benefits fall on the power companies, the utilities. But the utilities are not the only part of the system that are in the crosshairs. You're not the only part of the system that's in the crosshairs. The whole power grid is in the crosshairs. I mean, in the United States, we have a very old power grid. We have a very old system of power generation, storage, and distribution. Some states are better at it than others, like Texas. Texas is a country unto itself. Texas has a lot of power, a lot of energy. But in February of 2021, Texas found themselves in a bad situation. A lot of people died. As a result of this situation, what happened? A winter storm came through. People lost power. People died. And there's virtually no responsibility taken by the power companies or by the state or nobody. Nobody's up in arms in the media. People are dying. Nobody really cared. You know, a few little reports here or there, but nobody really cared. Very few people got down to the the, the basis of what, what the cause for the Texas power outage was. But we now know what the cause was. According to a University of Texas Austin report, 
looking at the Electric Reliability Council of Texas, or ERCOT, which is the power grid's manager in Texas, looking at how they responded to the crisis, ERCOT's Emergency Response Service, ERS program, pays enrolled customers to reduce the amount of electricity they are purchasing from the grid or start using backup generators during emergencies. So they're putting the choice on the customer. The goal of this program is to decrease ERCOT's need to start rolling blackouts, which they did that during the emergency, a time when they, of any time, they should not have been doing this during you know, this winter storm. What the researchers found, that there were 67 electric meters run by natural gas companies that were enrolled in the ERCOT Emergency Response ERS program. Five of those meters were identified as, quote, critical natural gas infrastructure, including gas compressors, processing facilities, or other parts of the supply chain. What researchers found was that natural gas companies, and ERCOT won't tell you which ones, were paid. They were paid. I mean, that's a good headline, but it's true. They were paid to turn off power during the Texas winter storm. In order to prevent rolling blackouts, they claimed, natural gas companies, there were five utilities at least, five meters, were shut off during a critical time when they should have been active, not enrolled in an opt-out program, an opt-in, opt-out program, so that when there are power demands, those meters are shut off, therefore reducing access to natural gas and energy and leading to people losing power. And so when this was all happening, you might remember that the Department of Energy got involved because the Texas electrical system, the Texas natural gas system, like the Texas power grid, companies wanted to amplify energy production because they needed it. People were going without power because of these ridiculous opt-in, opt-out programs. And so what happened? The Department of Energy came in, and this is what they said. It's an order from the Department of Energy, number 202-21-1. ERCOT is in the beginning stages of an unprecedented cold weather event brought on by a rare southward excursion of the jet stream into the south central United States. If you open this little order up, it says that ERCOT, because of the additional generation of power that they wanted to produce, because it resulted in a, quote, conflict with environmental standards and requirements, end quote. The order authorized only the necessary additional generation with reporting requirements as described in the order. And if you read the rest of the order, it says, in order to minimize adverse environmental impacts, ERCOT shall exhaust all reasonably and practically available resources, including available imports. ERCOT, the state of Texas, that can generate their own power, they're basically a country unto themselves, were told by the federal government and the Department of Energy, you cannot amplify your power production. You have to import power from other states, pay the cost of it, and use that to power Texas. 
And the order from the Department of Energy goes on to say, in the event ERCOT identifies the need to exceed other relevant environmental permitting levels, ERCOT shall specifically identify such permitting levels and the Department of Energy will consider ERCOT's request in good faith. All entities must comply with environmental requirements to the maximum extent necessary to operate consistent with the emergency conditions. In other words, ERCOT was told, you cannot produce more power because of the environmental consequences. Didn't matter at the time that there were human consequences, hundreds of them. People that died because they did not have heat. People that died because they did not have power. And part of the problem was because of a handful of natural gas companies being enrolled in ERCOT's Emergency Response Service Program, where after uh, Texans had lost power, or actually before, even before Texans had lost power, the program was activated on the 15th of February. Texans had lost power, and as a result of these meters being shut down, there was not enough natural gas to provide the heat that people needed. So the Fort Worth Star-Telegram just published this report a few weeks ago on the 15th of July, and it's from the University of Texas, Austin. And this is what the headline of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram says, natural gas companies were paid to turn off power during Texas winter storm. And that might be a crazy headline, and it might sound a little bit hyperbolic, but it's true. Texas... Natural gas companies were paid to turn off the power. Now, it wasn't like they were given a bunch of money to turn it off and kill people. They were paid in the sense that the program from ERCOT paid enrolled customers to reduce electricity in times of need so ERCOT didn't need to start rolling blackouts. But because of the program and because of the meters that were part of the critical natural gas infrastructure, quote-unquote, not only were there rolling blackouts, people didn't have power at all. Now, not only is this the same attitude and the same mindset that forms the basis for the smart meter system and the smart grid, it's the same argument that forms the basis for the city of Rochester and other cities that are trying to transition into what they call community power. It's all about renewable electricity, renewable electricity. In the city of Rochester, you're opted into this program immediately, automatically, as soon as it becomes active, and then you have to you have to opt out, or you have to opt out before it becomes officially active, but you can opt out after the fact. You know, the paper says uh, from the city of Rochester, you have until the 30th of, of July to opt out, um, which is toward the end of this week. Uh, but you, it actually says in the paper you can opt out after the fact. Uh, and the paper gives you, uh, you know, 14 different points on what this power system does. It says it doesn't cut your power. You still get your power supply. But if you remain enrolled in it, you're going to get a little bit of a discount, and you can feel better about yourself because you're using more renewable energy, more renewable resources. The only problem with that is all the renewable energy that we're told about, all the, the renewable resources we're told about, it, it's, kind of a, it's kind of a myth, Unfortunately, because a lot of the companies that supply this power, you remember, you remember the Obama administration, all the millions of dollars that went into green energy and those companies just went bankrupt and belly up and nobody ever could find the money. That was because it was a scam. 
and 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 yeah, green energy, green power, solar power, wind power. It, it it's a great idea, but a lot of people don't even understand how how the the burning of coal works nowadays, and how most coal production is totally clean. And I'm not supporting coal oil over anything else, but I'm saying that the, the, the goal here is to take control of the power grid and the power system under the guise of saving the environment and using renewable energy. This isn't about providing you with a, a cheaper bill. It's not about providing you with a, you know peace of mind that you're using renewable energy. It's about doing this. According to Business Insider, on June 20th last month, Texas power companies automatically raised the temperature of customers' smart thermostats in the middle of a heat wave. Just like the Department of Energy told ERCOT, you can't produce more power. And natural gas companies had their systems shut off. What happened in Texas is like a beta test for what's coming to the rest of the United States and to the rest of the world. The Green New Deal doesn't need to become law. The policies are being implemented on a community level. It's power collectivization. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings, and there's more after this. Don't go anywhere. Stay with us through break. Another hour coming up. Lifting the veil and peering into the abyss should only be done with the proper tools. Get them right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. And don't forget to download The Fringe FM app for free for your mobile device. Do you like The Secret Teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books. Available in PDF and softcover with free shipping in the United States. For a practical, balanced, and unique look at the food industry, vaccinations, the theories of disease, and geoengineering, grab a copy of Food Philosophy. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils, from ritual magic to voodoo, and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. All three books can be purchased on the website at thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews from other authors and radio hosts around the world. Just visit thesecretteachings.info. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and like my show, I like to associate with people and companies who are passionate about taking steps to a healthier life. Pro One Water Filters brings you simple-to-use systems for the home, business, and even the shower. They filter fluoride, heavy metals, and more, and their shower heads stop chlorine from being vaporized and inhaled. I've personally used their systems now for five years, and they're worth every penny sincerely. Our other affiliate, US Plus Health, is a small American company specializing in hydrogen peroxide solutions, isopropyl alcohol, and hand sanitizers with no additional ingredients like ethanol, chloride, or methanol. They use 100% U.S. materials at an FDA-registered facility. Their simple, non-toxic formulations are both safe and gentle. They evaporate quickly and leave no residue or stickiness. They're even recommended by the CDC, FDA, and WHO as opposed to other toxic chemicals like QACs. Find links to these affiliates, Pro One Water Filters, and U.S. Plus Health on our website, www.thesecretteachings.info for links, or visit usplushealth.com and type in the promo code TSTCLEAN. The truth is out there. 
And so are we. KTLK. Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM. Are you thinking about creating a podcast but don't know where to start? Do you really want to have to learn all this stuff? Individual track processing, enhance and improve sound quality, edit out those awkward pauses and slips, mix multiple clips and tracks, spec volume, deliver consistent sound, live podcast production, show notes and SEO optimization, episode upload to hosting, live call screening, balance levels and allowed to measure broadcast standards, full branding packages, logo design, podcast site, website, show artwork. Or do you just want to get on the mic and get your ideas out there? The Fringe FM team is here to help with all of your podcasting, audio and video production needs. From simple podcast to audio enhancement, our professional production staff will make it easier than ever to create the podcast you desire. Visit thefringe.fm, join our team, and get jump started on your podcast today. Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of a team. What are you doing on Wednesdays? I want to invite you to join me, Jess Rogie, the host of The Rogie Report, where I provide commentary and invite guests on to talk about UAPs, conspiracies, current events, nature of reality, consciousness, and of course, the paranormal. Listen to The Rogie Report every Wednesday live at 6 p.m. Pacific. 9 p.m. Eastern here on the Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. For a lot longer than most podcasts have been around, The Secret Teachings has been at the forefront of unique investigation into both the mundane and the extraordinary. Critical thought and controlled speculation allowed us to determine that the much-anticipated UAP report would be vague, unexplained, and would simply imply the need for defense against national security threats. We determined that sonic weapons were the cause of Havana Syndrome a full year before CNN acknowledged the same. We told you about the mind-controlled magic, sex slavery, and intellectual theft in the music industry long before Britney Spears spoke out about her conservatorship, and we've been removed from radio for refusing to censor our show over international child trafficking networks and sex cults long before Epstein didn't kill himself. This has been done with no budget, only your support, and a will to learn and succeed. And you can continue to be a part of The Secret Teachings journey as we broadcast Monday through Friday after lighting the void with Joe Roop, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM, brings you exclusively The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. You're listening to The Secret Teachings Radio, and I'm your host, Ryan Gable. We are broadcasting around the world tonight, this morning, in the afternoon, wherever you may be, whenever you may be listening. Broadcasting on the Fringe FM, the Fringe.FM, the Fringe FM app, the Paranormal Radio app, and you can listen to us also on TalkStream Live. Or check out our full show archive, where you can download and stream all of our past episodes www.thesecretteachings.info When you subscribe, you'll also get access to the Montage Archive, another growing archive of montages. Those are fun to listen to. They're about three to four minutes long each uh, on a variety of different subjects from uh, witchcraft and occultism to uh, things that relate to politics. Uh, You know, montages, the compilations we play during a lot of our shows here on The Secret Teachings that access... 
is uh, also part of your subscription. And you can get uh, that subscription for one year for $50 for the archive, for the montages, the archive for the show. You get a digital copy of each one of my books, and there's some other goodies in the digital book archive. You'll also find that you'll get a free copy of one of my physical books when you subscribe for one year. The books are Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, and The Technological Elixir. These books are very large, so they're jam-packed with information. There are a lot of reviews from other authors and radio hosts and researchers. You can read those reviews, see the books, and order a copy on the website at www.thesecretteachings.info where you can find the link to subscribe. And people ask me, can I do it without PayPal? You can. It's done through our PayPal, but you can use a debit or credit card through PayPal. And uh, if you want to cancel it, uh, I am able to cancel it on your end, uh, or my end rather, but uh, it's it's obviously easier if, if you do it yourself um, if you need to cancel the automatic payment. Uh, sometimes people just donate one time, but you can do that as well. And uh, then you don't have to worry about a reoccurring payment if you choose not to renew next year or next month or next week. That's all on the website. And if you'd like to contact us here on the show for any reason about that or anything, the email is rdgable at yahoo.com. Now, some of you probably remember, especially those of you who live in Texas, that winter storm that ripped through the state back in February. Well, now, according to a University of Texas Austin report, researchers know why a lot of people died in that storm. Researchers now know why power was in short supply during that storm. We already knew that the Department of Energy had told ERCOT that they need to keep the production of energy below a certain number uh, a certain generation due to environmental concerns and environmental regulations. In other words, you can't produce power in a time of need. You have to buy it from other states, other power generators. You have to import it to the state because if you produce more power, that will violate environmental regulations. The document from the Department of Energy, Order Number 202211, says all utilities must comply with environmental requirements to the maximum extent necessary to operate consistent with the emergency conditions. So this was sent from the Department of Energy to Texas, to ERCOT, to the state of Texas, telling them that they cannot produce more energy. They need to import it from somewhere else, despite the fact that there was a a uh, giant gap in power production. But the researchers from UT Austin found why there was such a giant gap. Because of ERCOT's ERS program, the Electric Reliability Council of Texas and their Emergency Response Service, companies or people were being paid to reduce the electricity they purchased from the grid or use backup generators during emergencies so they wouldn't have to have rolling blackouts to preserve the grid and to preserve energy. 
turns out, of the 67 electric meters run by natural gas companies, five of those meters, all of which were enrolled in the program, ERCOT's ERS program, five of those 67 electric meters run by natural gas uh, companies were identified as, quote, critical natural gas infrastructure. And those systems were shut off when the program went active on February 15th. So those meters, part of the fuel supply chain, providing energy to millions of Texans, they lost power when the program was activated on February 15th. This resulted in an 85% drop in dry gas production between early February and the winter storm, creating the perfect storm for death and chaos in Texas. Now, as a result of that, power companies charged over $16 billion, according to Potomac Economics, which accused state officials of keeping electricity prices too high after most outages had ended on the 17th of February. This led to $16 billion in overcharges. So we know that the Department of Energy said you cannot increase power production because it violates environmental standards. You have to import that energy. We know that natural gas companies, because they were enrolled in ERCOT's ERS program, had their systems shut down automatically when the ERS system went into effect during the emergency, resulting in more than three-quarters of dry gas production, over three-quarters, 85%, being removed from the system. So they had no natural gas. They had no electricity. And the government said you can't generate more. You have to import it because of environmental concerns. Texas power companies also automatically raise the temperature of smart thermostats. Last month in June, during another heat wave in Texas, Texas power companies automatically raised the temperature of those people who had smart meters. The article from Business Insider breaks down the story of a family who awoke from a nap, sweating and shocked to find that their home had gotten as hot as 78 degrees Fahrenheit. Turns out they were enrolled in an energy conservation promotion called Smart Savers Texas, run by a company called Energy Hub in partnership with power companies. Their thermostat was enrolled. The program gives Energy Hub permission to adjust participants' smart thermostats remotely during times of peak energy demand in exchange for entry into a sweepstakes. So give over your electrical autonomy to be entered into a sweepstakes. This is how modern coercion works. You could win a pickup truck or a million dollars. Just get an experimental mRNA therapy shot. People don't do it. Well, we'll mandate it. We'll try to force you to do it. Then we'll come with the guns and the needles. You could win some money. Just enroll your thermostat uh, thermostat in a peak energy savings program, and then you need your air conditioner so you don't sweat to death, uh, and they, they remove you from the system, and they get to determine how hot or how cool your house is. 
During a demand response event, Smart Savers Texas increases the temperature on participating thermostats by up to 4 degrees to reduce energy consumption and relieve stress on the grid, Erica Diamond, Energy Hub's Vice President of Customer Solutions, told Insider, adding that, quote, the ability to reduce energy consumption is critical to managing the grid in Texas and nationwide. Now, all that sounds good, right? Sounds good, right? Want to save the environment while killing people during a winter storm? Save the environment? while turning people's thermostats above what they had set them at during a heat wave, cold and hot. Sounds good because we're saving the environment, right? We're saving green. We're saving all the green, the money and the trees, by reducing our production, storage, and consumption of power. Sounds wonderful. But is it? About nine years ago, It was a big topic of discussion, a big concern. Now people just seem to have forgotten about it. The smart meter. Remember the smart meter? Smart meter that had all these technical issues. They would just burst into flames and burn people's homes down. Personally, I think that smart meters were probably involved in the Paradise Fire. I think smart meters are probably involved in a lot of fires. Might not be, you know, an overwhelming majority, but I think smart meters still have this defect, as was identified in Texas, where people's homes were were uh, ignited by the meters. But that's really the least concern we should have for smart meters. In fact, uh, a friend of mine, she said that recently they came, the power company in Rochester came to install a smart meter. She told him no. And they said, okay, we'll just you know replace the, the analog meter. Turns out, Against her choice and against her request, they went ahead and installed the smart meter anyway, thinking she wouldn't know the difference. That's how persistent and evil these people are. And these are just people that work for power companies at a local level, the local municipality. And she told them the reason she didn't want the smart meter was because of the microbursts, I don't know if she said microbursts, but she said the radiation. And the guy told her, don't worry about the radiation. It's no different than carrying a cell phone. Now, my friend's like in her early 40s, and in the last year, she got like her first so-called smartphone. She got her first, um, basically her first like computer. She didn't have a computer for most of her life, her and her husband. And so this is like the first time she's had a phone. And the guy from the power company said, well, it's no different than having your phone. And uh, that's similar to what I've heard about the smart meters. When I had dealt with this, uh, when I was living in central Florida, I lived in Lakeland, and um, there was a smart meter on a post in the yard of, of the little trailer home I lived in. And it wasn't close enough to, you know, to where I was sleeping to be of concern, but it was still a smart meter. And if you read up about the smart meters, they, they don't release like consistent electromagnetic frequencies, consistent what people just refer to as radiation. It's millions of bursts every single day, maybe tens of millions. So it's essentially a consistent burst. But since it isn't consistently broadcasting and transmitting, then it's not technically consistent. It's inconsistent, but it's just every you know few fractions of a second it's boom 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 so it's a they call it a microburst 
And when I called the power company and I wanted them to remove it, they told me it's no different than putting your head in a microwave. And I thought, why would I put my head in a microwave? And that's what somebody told me. It was eight years ago I was living there. And then recently my friend told me that they installed the smart meter against her wishes, against her request to opt out of it, which she has every right to do, and then told her it's no different than having the cell phone. And I thought, you missed all these wonderful comebacks. You missed all these great comebacks and how to combat these people. First thing you should have said is, I don't even have, I don't even use a cell phone. And besides, cell phones are not good for the body. They increase the temperature of your head when you hold the phone up to it. They alter the molecules in water. I mean, you can just simply see water that's radiated um, has an effect on plants as opposed to water that's not. Your body's mostly water. Cell phones do have an effect on you. Every scientist, every person who's ever looked at it, uh, who's worth anything, knows that. Even the, the companies know that. They know that 4G and 5G, any G, all the, 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 the cellular towers are harmful. And now they're putting the 5G towers up next to schools and libraries and kids' playgrounds. Like, Do you think they're doing that accidentally? They're doing it intentionally. And so it's not just about like microbursts of radiation. And I mean, the biggest issue I think, I think, and I see on the surface, and I feel like maybe companies have spread a little bit of disinformation about uh, microwave energy. I, I think part of it is the privacy and the security concerns. Smart meters allow for police. They allow for the utility. They allow for, for hackers. They allow for anybody to just access your, your, your system and your house. Hackers do this with smart devices all the time. They do it with thermostats. You don't need the power company to turn your thermostat up during a heat wave so, so you can conserve power for others. Where do you think the power is going that they're conserving? Where do you think that power is going? Well, they're just they're saving it to keep the grid functioning. That's not how it works, folks. That's not where the power is going to go. This is just the onset of the new Green Deal of power generation, storage, and usage. Part of it is security and privacy because it gives hackers, law enforcement, and companies access to your home. So like the CIA said, we'll spy on you through your dishwasher. They can use the air composition in your home to determine who's in the home. How much you weigh. What your biological sex is. They can determine all of that. Through smart devices. Then you connect all the smart devices. I mean, I would just be worried about hackers. What are you worried about? Government intrusion? Yeah, that too. You worried about privacy? What do you have to hide? Well, I think we can all agree that if we're in our homes, we don't have to hide anything. We just want some privacy to be alone. Even if it's just by ourselves. Maybe it's with our friends or family or our children. Why, why, do, why do people want to be spied on? Why do people dismiss it? Is it just easier to dismiss it because then you have to take responsibility by knowing it? Getting rid of your smart TV that spies on you, that listens to you, that Samsung even says they will send the data to third parties like law enforcement if you say things that they don't like? Look at the censorship now. Imagine the abuse. Look at what the White House and the Democratic National Convention want to do with your cell phones. They want to censor them in real time when you text, when you send an email. 
Is it really worth the convenience? Is a smart thermostat really worth the convenience when they can control the energy? I mean, you think about information and being able to communicate in private with, with people. And, 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 and there are problems, you know, that are very similar. These are all problems that are very similar. If, if the DNC and the White House want to control your information in real time, Facebook wants to do the same in real time. Why do you think they're doing that? It's not to save lives by preventing misinformation. It's to have control on the individual user level. Absolute control. There's no talking in private. There's no private conversations. It's in, like in Canada. They want to keep lockdowns going so they can prevent people from getting together and talking. That's what the Canadian government said. That's why they're keeping lockdowns, not because of a disease, but because of they don't want people talking and sharing ideas. That cell phone is the Trojan horse, just like your smart meter is a Trojan horse. Most people don't even know they're opted into programs where power companies can turn off or turn up or turn down your power depending on the time of usage and what the other strain, strains are on the, on the grid. Now you think about this. Who benefits from this? Think about the community power programs that I mentioned. Rochester has one. It's all about creating low-cost, fixed-rate, renewable electrical supplies. But is that really what it's about? What it's really about is the elite get to have power. You don't. That's what it's about. You have to buy carbon credits. You don't get to drive. You don't get electricity. You don't get air conditioning like Obama told Africans. You don't get air conditioning. You don't get cars. We get electricity. We get air conditioning. We get cars. You don't get it. You're peasants. That's what this is about. And you know damn well that's what this is about. These community power programs are community power collectivization. Let me say it again. Community power collectivization. Community power electri- uh, collectivization. That's what it is. Rather than collectivizing your farms and your land, they're collectivizing the power system. You go and start reading about these, these community power programs. Oh, they're so wonderful. They're great. And then you do a little digging and you find out community ownership of power. There's even a community ownership of power administration called COPA. This is their policy paper. This is what it says. A cornerstone of the Green New Deal. Well, I knew that would come up eventually. A cornerstone of the Green New Deal should be freeing communities from the unjust power of investor-owned utilities by developing the much-needed finance and capacity to replace their incumbent utilities with publicly-run renewable power ones. So it's kind of like the legacy systems they want to get rid of. They want to replace them with renewable energy. That sounds great. Who, who could argue against renewable energy? But that's not how it works. You know, there are certain systems of, of government, economic, social, etc. policy that suggests that power should be put more into the hands of the people to create equality, to do it through democracy, things like that. Protect the environment. And what ultimately happens is everybody's made equally as poor. The environment is only protected for those who have 
control, and power. The rest of us become the proverbial dumping ground for all the toxins and the chemicals and the pollution that the people in power want to keep out of their perfect little space. They want to preserve the planet for themselves, not for us. They want to reduce the power of utilities because they're, they're, they're investor-owned and they rip you off, and they do. Here's the thing, though. Utilities rip you off. Internet providers, power companies, they rip you off. They scam you. They rip you off with smart meters. They rip you off with time of usage billing. They, they double, triple bill you. People pay it. They make millions of dollars more. They put it in their pocket. And most people are none the wiser. They don't know anything about what's going on. They, and furthermore, if they did, they, didn't know, they don't know how to opt out of it or get out of the, 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 the situation that they're in. They just think, oh, if I don't pay my power bill, they're going to turn the power off. Community-based power systems would be worse than utility investor-owned systems. Because with investor-owned utilities, at least you can go to city council and prevent the power company from turning your power off. At least if you communicate in the right way with the power company, you can get money back. Like this person I knew, I told you the story, or they got their money back from the company. And they didn't know they were in a variable, um, you know, in, uh, variable rate of, of power uh, uh, payment. But when it's community-owned, it's not just exploitation. It's not just you, you save some money and you save the environment. It's the same wealthy power elite who get the power. They get the real butter and the real chocolate. And you get nothing. And when you don't do what you're told, you don't get your shot. You don't speak the right way. You don't express the right ideology. Well, they cut your food off. They cut the internet off. They cut your power off. They cut your communication off. You can see this happening in Cuba right now as we speak. No electricity, no medicine, no food. The internet was turned off so people can't communicate. Community-owned power is community power collectivization. And it's not just happening in places like Texas or Rochester. It's happening all over the country and all over the world. This is the Green New Deal. It is active. It doesn't need to be passed and turned into law. It is active. It is functioning. And it's not about saving the environment. It's not about protecting wildlife and saving you money. It's about punishing you for doing things that fall outside of the prescribed method of of living. You don't do what you're told, you don't get to drive. You don't do what you're told, you don't get electricity. You don't do what you're told, there's nowhere to run because you've accepted the smart grid and the power system and the smart thermostats and the smart cars and the smart phones. They can control communication on a user level. They can control your power through your smart meter, through your smart thermostat. It's all a big scam. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teaching. Stay with us. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence, but... 
I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on The Fringe FM, and join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm the last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's thesecretteachings.info and The Fringe FM. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. It not only supports the secret teachings and Fringe FM, but most importantly, it supports you. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and like my show, I like to associate with people and companies who are passionate about taking steps to a healthier life. Pro One Water Filters brings you simple-to-use systems for the home, business, and even the shower. They filter fluoride, heavy metals, and more, and their shower heads stop chlorine from being vaporized and inhaled. I personally use their systems now for five years, and they're worth every penny sincerely. Our other affiliate, US Plus Health, is a small American company specializing in hydrogen peroxide solutions, isopropyl alcohol, and hand sanitizers with no additional ingredients like ethanol, chloride, or methanol. They use 100% U.S. materials at an FDA-registered facility. Their simple, non-toxic formulations are both safe and gentle. They evaporate quickly and leave no residue or stickiness. They're even recommended by the CDC, FDA, and WHO as opposed to other toxic chemicals like QACs. Find links to these affiliates, Pro One Water Filters, and U.S. Plus Health on our website, www.thesecretteachings.info for links, or visit usplushealth.com and type in the promo code TSTCLEAN. They all say the same thing. They're all like, you know, over the last four years, everything good that happened was because of us. And we would have done more good stuff if it wasn't for those guys. And then the Democrats go, oh, we did all the good stuff. <laughs> like you're all working for the same guy. Want more of The Fringe? Check out thefringe.fm for more information on your favorite shows. Also, don't forget to check out the Fringe mobile app or the other ways you can tune in through the Paranormal Radio app and talk stream live. Where the normal and paranormal collide, it's the Fringe FM. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, the Fringe FM. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. I'm Clyde Lewis from Ground Zero Radio, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Hi, it's David Childress from Ancient Aliens, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings.
I'm Ryan Gable, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings Radio, broadcasting around the world five nights a week right here on The Fringe FM, with a full show archive to download and stream at www.thesecretteachings.info. That's our website for the archive, the montages, the books, and everything. When you buy a book, when you subscribe, it helps to keep us on air sincerely. If you did not subscribe to the show, you did not buy a book, it would not keep us on air. Uh, we function on about seven, $800 a month for the show. That's for five nights a week. It's not a lot of money. A lot of shows function on a lot more than that. I put all my time, all my energy, all my investment into this show over the years, and it's growing us to where we are today, where we can look at some of the things that other shows maybe don't have the time to look at or don't have the resources to look at. I, I don't think you really need a lot of resources to to come up with a good story and to figure things out. Um I had somebody give me a paper from the city of Rochester, New York, about a community power program, and they said that they found it was suspicious, so they opted out of it. And the program is about using renewable energy and giving you a fixed rate for your energy supply. And you have until uh, the end of this week, July, July 30th, 2021, to opt out of it. If you don't opt out of it, you're opted in. And even if you don't opt out of it, you can still opt out at any time. So it's... It's very open, the program is. And, and when, you, when you read it, you read what the system's about, it sounds good, like it's all about community choice and renewable energy. And this guy said, it sounds suspicious to me. And I was already looking at the power companies because I helped somebody else with their variable rate for their power bill. They were being charged thousands of dollars and then they were requested to pay thousands of more dollars for their power bill. They, they finally got their money back though. Um, it's happened to me before. Uh, it's happened to me with energy companies in Florida. Uh, it happened to me with uh, CenturyLink, uh, which is an internet company out West, same exact kind of a thing. Uh, these programs, they sound really, really good. Uh, Jewel community power, it's working with the state of New York, and there's other states implementing these same programs. Some people get you know, their 10% discount, or they feel better because they're using solar electricity. But the guy that gave me this paper was right. There's something fishy about it. I looked up Community Ownership of Power, and there's actually an administration, Community Ownership of Power Administration, COPA. And there are a few people listed on this report, uh, Jackson Coeppel, Joanna Bozua, and Liz Viezi. And uh, I don't think that, you know, these these three people uh, have like an ulterior motive or some dark agenda. Although when I see, uh, when I see uh, you know, programs or websites that are named uh, democracy, that always bothers me a little bit. Uh, the website that I got this document from for COPA is a democracy uh, systems project, a democracy collaborative. And the document says, a cornerstone of the Green New Deal, there it is, should be freeing communities from the unjust power of investor-owned utilities by developing the much-needed finance capacity to replace their incumbent utilities with publicly run renewed, renewable-powered ones. That sounds good, like utilities rip you off, they charge too much, they can't be relied on, look at what happened in Texas. So we need publicly run renewable systems. The only problem with that is 
anybody who has the ability to think for themselves out of the confines of hive mind, uh, zealous collective ideologies, uh, political in particular, realize that giving control of the power system to local communities isn't really giving control of the power system to local communities. It's basically transferring power from private companies that are regulated by the federal government to systems of control that are just as connected, just as well-funded, and just as power-hungry. No pun intended. Sure, utilities might rip you off, but at least they're regulated. At least those utilities, you can fight with them and argue with them. And right now, you know, in the next couple of years, the community power systems, they're not going to be, you know, ripping you off. They'll save you some money here or there. But there's an end game to it. Community power collectivization. That's what I call it. It's like the collectivizing of farms in China in the late 40s and early 50s. Taking the power away from the communities, but saying it's all about protecting and preserving the community and creating more equality and equitability and creating a more just society. It doesn't do that, though. People starve to death when you collectivize land. The government can't determine how much food to produce. People starve to death. The only people that get the food are the people in power. The only people that get the electricity are the people in power. Everybody else freezes to death or they die of heat exhaustion. Places like Cuba right now, no power or little access to power, no food, no medicine. And the Internet's been turned off so people can't communicate to control people from rebelling, to control people's actions and movements. That's what community ownership of power means. That's what it is, the Green New Deal. Just like the DNC is working with the White House to censor your text messages on a case-by-case, individual, phone basis, community ownership of power perceptually transfers power from those evil investor-owned utilities, those evil predatory capitalists, and puts the power into the hands of community cadres, in essence. And guess what happens when you say something that a utility like, you know, Rochester Gas and Electric doesn't like? Well, RG&E doesn't go on Facebook and try to find people they don't like and censor you and tell you you can't have power. But community-run programs might just do that. They might just go and say, well, we don't like what you said. Your power is being turned off. And there aren't any regulations. That's where this is headed. That's what the Green New Deal is. We don't like what you say. We censor you on an individual phone level, on the user level. We don't like what you said. You don't get power. Now, beyond that, the generation of power determined by some plan and some arbitrary environmental uh, regulation results in people not having power, like in Cuba, where the state runs everything. Uh, It's the same system of exploitation when you collectivize things. And you say it's about the community. It's not. It's about collectivizing everything. It's the same system of exploitation. It's like predatory capitalism. It's just worse. Because in the end, you get no power and you get no food. And you get no medicine. And you can't communicate. Now, where's all this coming from? You know, I, I, I know that during the Texas winter storm back in February, um, there was one thing that kind of went and flew a little bit under the radar. Uh, and that was... China's response to what was happening in Texas. And I found it very suspicious. 
China's foreign ministry said around the 19th of February that seeing the plight of Americans suffering in a severe winter storm that hit the state of Texas reinforced a belief among Chinese citizens that their country is, quote, on the right path. Foreign ministry spokeswoman Hu Xiaoying made the comments in response to a question from a state media journalist on calls by Western countries for an investigation into alleged human rights abuses in its western Xinjiang province, or Xinjiang region. During her lengthy response made at a regular ministry news conference, Hua repeated China's denials of abuse of Muslims in the region and said that Australia, Canada, and the United States had histories of genocide. Well, that's true. Uh, There is a history of genocide in these places. Um, A lot of it's historical genocide, China's committing modern genocide, however. Uh, and this is what the, the, the spokesperson said, the spokeswoman. In the meantime, Texas, millions of people found themselves caught in the terrible situation of not having electricity and heating at home. A few tens of people uh, even lost their lives because of this. This gave the Chinese people a deeper appreciation for what is the real human right and made us believe more strongly that China is on the right path. We are fully confident about our future. That's a strange statement to me. I thought it kind of sounded like the statement that McDonald's made after Chipotle was involved in all those E. coli outbreaks. And the CDC said we can't trace it back for the first time ever. And McDonald's, which used to own Chipotle in part, sent out a, you know, a, a tweet that said, well, you should have stayed part of McDonald's. You know, <laughs> I just thought it sounded like, you know, the, the mafia lit your house on fire and then you're outside having a panic attack and they just drive by and they're like, hey, yeah, should have paid us the money. That sounded suspicious to me. So I did a little bit of research. I already knew that China had weather weapons, but I found a Bloomberg article from December 2020, not that long ago. And it says in November of 2020, 16 artificial rain enhancement rockets were launched off the back of a pickup truck 300 miles south of Beijing. The operation ordered up by the Zhui County Meteorological Bureau in response to a local drought was reportedly a success. Over the next 24 hours in November of 2020, the country received more than two inches of rain that, according to local officials, alleviated the drought, lowered the risk of forest fires, and improved air quality. So they're able, they were able to create rain. Now, it wasn't just about rainfall. During the Vietnam War, the United States military weaponized cloud seeding to inhibit enemy troop movements and reduce the effectiveness of anti-aircraft attacks, among other things. The United States did this during Vietnam, remember? The Ho Chi Minh Trail. In 1978, despite the fact that people think, weather control, it's a conspiracy. It is a conspiracy, dimwit. In 1978, the Convention on the Prohibition of Military or Any Other Hostile Use of Environmental Modification went into force. Why would they put, in 1978, the Convention on the Prohibition of Military or Any Other Hostile Use of Environmental Modifications, why would they make that an international restriction? Because countries were using it. The United States used it during Vietnam. Officially, China used it. To prevent drought, among other things, China also supposedly used rain-suppressing rockets to ensure that the 2008 Beijing Olympics were dry, at least the opening ceremony. By 2015, they were remaking, um, or re- re- uh, rain-making, rather, and hail-suppressing um, natural environmental uh, uh, things in 30 Chinese provinces, employing 35,000 people in this weather control weather modification program. In 2017, China's top uh, economic policy-making body put $175 million on a weather modification system designed to bring more precipitation to a region that makes up about 10% of the country's 
territory. When you know China, China's you know quite large. So China's been doing this since at least 2008. The U.S. since at least the 70s. In May of 2018, China launched the world's largest weather control machine with the ability to modify the weather in an area similar to the size of Alaska. China's state-owned Aerospace Science and Technology Corporation implemented the plan to send thousands of rain-inducing machines across the Tibetan Plateau to increase rainfall along that region. It's part of uh, something called the Sky River Project, I think. China is installing tens of thousands of chambers across the Tibetan Plateau and mountains. These machines will produce very fine silver iodide particles that are then lifted into the atmosphere. This is what they did with Project uh, Popeye and Storm Fury and all the you know the, the the official U.S. government programs. Just type in Project Popeye, uh, Project Storm Fury, you'll find official government documentation. As these particles are dispersed in the atmosphere, they act as the nucleating point of condensed water. China is able to control artificially the weather over the size of an area similar to Alaska, which, if you don't know, Alaska is very, very big. December 3rd of 2020 was also in the news from CNN. This is a few days before the China weather modification article came out from the news source Bloomberg. Here's what it says. China this week revealed plans to drastically expand an experimental weather modification program to cover an area of over 5.5 million square kilometers, 2.1 million square miles, more than 1.5 times the total size of India. The article goes on to say this. A study funded by the U.S. National Science Foundation, published earlier this year, found that cloud seeding can boost snowfall across a wide area if the atmospheric conditions are favorable. Now, in the articles about China's weather control and weather alteration, it's all about how, well, China's doing it now, the U.S. did it in the past, you know, back in 1978, there was a convention held to prohibit military and other use of hostile environmental modification. That was back in the 70s. But what nobody put together was that A study funded by the U.S. National Science Foundation published in early 2020 found that, quote, cloud seeding can boost snowfall across a wide area if the atmospheric conditions are favorable. And one of the favorable things about this is, well, they can create the favorable conditions because it's an artificially induced storm. Quantifying snowfall from organographic cloud seeding. Here's the study. Published in 2020, January. Edited by the California Institute of Technology. It involves the Department of Atmospheric and Oceanic Services, the University of Colorado, uh, Colorado Boulder, University of Illinois, Idaho Power Company in Boise. And it says, Climate change and population growth have increased demand for water in arid regions. For over half a century, cloud seeding has been evaluated as a technology to increase water supply. According to the U.S. National Science Foundation report, cloud seeding that can increase you know, water supply can boost snowfall across a wide area if the atmospheric conditions are favorable. China announces about two months before this big storm in Texas, that they are able to control 
the weather over an area the size of Texas. Earlier that same month in December 2020, China, it was revealed, could control an area of weather about one and a half times the size of India. China has the ability to control, and I'm sure the U.S. does too, weather for entire continents with satellites and rockets and all kinds of stuff and God knows what else. China looked at what happened in Texas in February and said, well, we think that what happened in Texas shows us that we in China are on the right path. Wink, wink. Funny enough, just a few days after China unveiled and Western media, I guess, kind of promoted it. You know, everybody in the West in media seems to love China. So Western media, Bloomberg and CNN were like, yeah, China's got all this weather technology. It's great. They can control weather this over an area the size of uh, one and a half times the size of India, the size of Alaska. They've got all this power in weather control. Millions of dollars invested, hundreds of millions of dollars, billions of dollars invested. Just a few weeks, literally a few weeks after this was announced, the Biden administration suspended Executive Order 13920 issued by former President Trump in May of 2020. Trump's order had prohibited federal agencies and U.S. entities from acquiring, transferring, or installing bulk power system equipment that might pose an unacceptable risk to national security or public safety. This was after the solar winds hack. And now we've seen other hacks like the meat hack, JBS, and we've seen hacks of Colonial Pipeline. We've seen hacks of... Uh, systems in Florida that related to grocery stores and uh, uh, schooling systems. And at the same time, all these supply chain, uh, critical infrastructure hacks are taking place. Cyber Polygon was taking place. The World Economic Forum ran the Cyber Polygon exercise about cybersecurity, cyber attacks. So China has the ability to control the weather over an area the size of Alaska and one and a half times the size of India, basically a whole continent. The U.S. has been doing this for decades, too, going back to Vietnam. That's announced in Western media. A few days later, the Biden administration takes over. They suspend an executive order, 13920, that would prohibit federal agencies and U.S. entities from acquiring, transferring, or installing bulk power system equipment that might pose an unacceptable risk to national security or public safety. Of course, one of the systems, uh, one of the countries that was involved in these systems was China. Solar Winds hack included the National Nuclear Safety Administration, the U.S. Department of Energy, and the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission. We know that it was the Department of Energy that told ERCOT to stop producing power because it was going to cause environmental consequences. They were told not to produce more power at a time when Texas needed more power. Now a new UT report out of Austin says that because of ERCOT's ERS program, companies and customers were basically paid. They got benefits to reduce the amount of electricity they purchased or use backup generators during emergencies. The researchers found 67 electric meters run by natural gas companies were enrolled in the program. When that program went active February 15th, five of those meters identified as critical natural gas infrastructure went offline, among others that went offline. They lost 85% of 
dry gas production between February and the winter storm. ERCOT was told to import power while the power was shut off in Texas. Just a few months ago, it was revealed that Texas power companies were also raising the temperature of customer smart thermostats in the midst of a heat wave. Anybody find it suspicious? China has weather control technology admitted by Western media. A few weeks later, an executive order specifically targeting countries like China, but others as well, and to prevent their involvement in our power grid was suspended by the new White House, which had direct ties to China through Joe Biden's son, who's basically a Chinese spy. A few weeks later, a big winter storm rolls through Texas. A year after a study came out from the U.S. National Science Foundation just simply confirming that cloud seeding can boost snowfall across a wide area if the atmospheric conditions are favorable, China was working on large areas to produce rainfall. Cloud seeding can also produce snowfall. And you saw the snow that fell in Texas, and you saw the consequences of the power grid. I don't know about you, but it sounds like a big setup to me to make the old systems look like not only are they vulnerable and outdated, but they're legacy systems, and therefore, by implication, they need to be done away with to create a decarbonized world, which is what the G7 summit was all about. Decarbonization, more nuclear, more nuclear, more nuclear, more nuclear. You know, more sustainability, more sustainability, more nuclear, more disaster, more sustainability, but more chemicals. And now community ownership of power systems. Get rid of the utilities. They rip people off. They're bad. Give control to local communities. Well, it won't be you controlling the local utility. It won't be me controlling it. It'll be a, a handful of, co- uh, of, of comrades and cadres that get to make the decisions that you would otherwise get to make about your life. You don't do what they tell you to do. You don't get power. I'm not talking about a group of people on a community level trying to get solar power to your home, you know, or to their little hippie VW van. This is about power collectivization, shutting off your power, and doing to the United States of America or any country that's applying this, this, this system and this, this program that comes out of the Green New Deal, turning the United States into Cuba. What's happening in Cuba? Government control, government lack of, of knowledge and understanding leads to power shortages, food shortages, medicine shortages, other supply shortages, and it leads to a failed state. This is what communism does. This is what ultra-socialism does. Yeah, investor-owned utilities, capitalism. At least you can deal with capitalists. But a collectivized system is the same system as predatory capitalism. The major difference is you can't argue with collectivists. You can't argue with communists. You can't debate with collectivists or communists. Collectivists and communists don't want to make money. They want to control your life. 
and they've learned that people are more willing to participate, not only thinking they'll get some kind of power for overthrowing the old system and removing the legacy systems and replacing them, but that uh, they're saving the environment and they're making the world a better place and they're making it you know, easier for you to help. That's not what it's about. Th- these are authoritarians that want to control the power that you can use. And whether it starts with smart meters and smart thermostats and the smart grid or opt-in, opt-out programs of community ownership of power, it's all about the Green New Deal. As the Community Ownership of Power Administration COPA's policy paper says, a cornerstone of the Green New Deal should be freeing communities from the unjust power of investor-owned utilities by developing the much-needed finance and capacity to replace their incumbent utilities with publicly-run renewable-powered ones. And they say in the article, we only have 12 years to do this because of climate change. 2030 is going to be an interesting time, won't it? That's when we're supposed to reach singularity, according to Google, and the world's supposed to end because of climate problems, just like in the 70s, because of you know cold weather never happened, the big freeze. It's not about saving the environment. It's not about saving you money. But on the surface, they'll save you 10% on bloated electric bills, and they'll save you, you know, a little bit of uh, thought about how your energy consumption is affecting the environment while they are taking control of the power grid so that when you don't do what you're told to do, you don't get power. When a state is unable to keep up with power demand, they're forced to pay for it from outside the state rather than producing their own power. It takes total autonomy away from the states like it takes autonomy away from you as an individual. All those smart devices are a scam, not just because of the the, the, the radio frequencies, but because of the privacy and the safety and the security of those systems, because of the control that those systems allow for. It's not just a big club and you're not in it. It's a big scam. And we're all in it. We have to realize that. We have to understand what these wonderful-sounding green programs are really all about. It's about power and control. It's not about helping the environment. It's not about saving you money. Community ownership of power is community collectivization of farmland. They tried that in the 40s and 50s in China. People starved to death by the tens of millions. Ask the 9 million Ukrainians who starved to death. Ask the Cubans who don't have power because of this type of governmental control and don't have food or medicine. Ask the Cubans what they think. They want to come to the United States to get away from it. People in the United States have been brainwashed to turn the United States into Cuba or into China. I find this all very suspicious. And I'm not leaving you with a, a certain conclusion tonight. But I just want you to think about what I've shared with you. And if you have the power to do something about it, do something about it. Opt out. Don't participate. That's all that I'm telling you tonight on The Secret Teachings. I'm Ryan Gable. The website www.thesecretteachings.info. Please subscribe to the archive. Get access to everything. It's $50 a year for the show archive, the montage archive, the digital books, everything. 
We also have Patreon that I'm still working on. The Patreon link is on the website. It's www.thesecretteachings.info. The email rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you on the next broadcast. A big show on the music industry coming up tomorrow. Build a pop star. You don't want to miss it. Stay with us on The Fringe FM. Time's up. Time may be up for tonight's broadcast of The Secret Teachings, but don't worry, you can still catch us Monday through Friday right here exclusively on The Fringe FM. You can also subscribe to the show and montage archive while grabbing my books at thesecretteachings.info. To get in contact with us, you can email the show at rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay tuned to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM.